Right. Welcome to another episode of the Speech Entropy podcast today with Julian Yachtenberg. Hi, Julian. How are you doing? Hey, man. Doing well. Uh, excited to be here. Yes. I mean, it took a while. We, we had to reschedule a couple of times, but, you know, uh, I'm going to drop it just because it sounds cool. I talked to you already before. You know, we had to reschedule once because you sent me like a last minute text message of saying like, hey, you know, I got like a last minute opportunity opportunity to uh, go for lunch with the king of the Netherlands. So I said like, well, you know what, 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 what can I say about this, right? <laughs> yeah, and it, it wasn't made up. It was for real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw the picture. I, I mean, yeah. it, was, it was great. I'm actually going to ask you what, what you guys what you guys talked about or, uh, you know, how that how that meeting was. Um, if you obviously can share something, maybe you did some secret stuff, you know, or talk. About yeah, well, it's stuff. not that secret. It's it was part of um, a yearly lunch. The king or the royal family basically provides to um, people that had a phenomenal achievement that year, basically. So it, it was a lunch with Olympic athletes, hmm. uh, entrepreneurs, uh, uh, musicians, right, that had... Uh, a certain award that they got for their exceptional performance and then all together we were invited accordingly to have uh, lunch so the lunch also was really about okay what brought you here <laughs> and sharing the work of each individual around the table which could have been a, a whole podcast series basically because the mm -hmm. room was really full of, of really inspiring people it was a, a humbling experience to be invited for something like that yeah yeah i mean so, so, sounds amazing but i mean you know, we're here for you. Uh, we're here for Julian. And as always, our first question, and, and I know you, you've listened to, to a couple of episodes um, of the podcast, and you know that the first question obviously is going to be about you, going to mm -hmm. be about finding out who you are for our, for, uh, our audience, you know, to, to kind of understand who is it that we're talking to today? Um, who is Julian? Where are you coming from? What's your story? You know, how did you get where you are today? Yeah. Um, so my story really starts as a, as a, as a, as a, in the, in the Netherlands where I was born and I have always had the dream to become an inventor, right? Um, not sure if this is a common theme, but you had Donald Duck and then you had Gary Gearloose, the inventor who would make rockets and had this little robotic friend that would help him. And uh, as a kid, I would have been, been building a lot of stuff from uh, Lego Technics or uh, 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 tinkering around with that sort of stuff. So in my heart, I'm an inventor. And uh, later in my life, I discovered that inventing stuff is interesting, but it remains within your gar garage or within your workshop. And it doesn't ever see the daylight um, and, 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 and the world itself. So that's where I discovered entrepreneurship um, as being inventing stuff is really cool, but then you need to scale it to bring it to the people who can use it and where the invention is of value. Um, and, and that's <clears throat> sort of been my, my, my life story to date, where I was fascinated by robotics in, especially, uh, in particular, and having a mom who was a very poor sleeper um, and my desire to help her overcome her insomnia. Um, so that's where I invented a robot to help my mom sleep when I later became an entrepreneur to bring that invention to the world. That's the, the short summarized session of, uh, of where I come from. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, that already sounds like a, like, like a great story. And I obviously do have a million questions. Um, so, you know, you, you studied at the Delft University, right? Um, 
Delft University, great place, uh, great engineering, um, smart people, lots of amazing stuff happening there. Um, to, uh, you know, walk me through walk me through the process of okay, invent inventing something, and as you said, right, not not keeping it keeping it in the garage, uh, but like you know, actually scaling that right to not only help your mom but like help people. Like, let's let's talk about the early days. Yeah, so the early days, um, there wasn't any ambition to start a business. <laughs> we were just out there engineering things we we thought were valuable and, and we thought were fun to actually create as part of our academic endeavors. We were students back then. Um, so this was in a robotics institute, 3D printing, PCB coding, the whole nerdy stuff uh, all in one room. And it, it was really after we found that the prototypes that we made to improve sleep um, started to work that not just my mom, but the friends of my mom and my neighbors and my friends, etc. They started to inquire if they could test the prototype. Um, and, and that started to, to really had a sort of viral effect. So where it was just my mom, suddenly there were 50 people on our testing list that wanted oh, wow. to, to try it out because they suffered from insomnia. And that's when a bell started ringing like, hey, wait a second, this is not just a one one off project for my mom, but this could potentially be for a lot of people. And then I started digging into the problem and I found that actually one out of four people is suffering from sleep deprivation. So I was, wow, wait a second, this is way more common. Uh, so where it started as something really personal, just trying to help my mom, I, I, I then found the market rather than vice versa. Uh, and there was already an, a, a technology in place, so to speak. Uh, so yeah, th at that point we were like, a, the project was finished. We got a good grade. Uh, the, the course was finished. We we got I, I don't know like an, an A uh, an A grade. So that was that was perfect. And that could have been it. We could have stopped there and right, just right. continue our studies and be done with it. But because it was actually working, like we had a working prototype. My mom loved it. And some friends also were really enthusiastic about it. We said, hey, why are we stopping now? This is so stupid. We should, should bring it to more people. And, and in order to do that, we should at least consider a uh, business type of format. So that's when we joined an accelerator, startup accelerator, and we decided to um, uh, launch a, a crowdfunding campaign. Right, to actually get the funding and see if people were willing to actually pay for the thing that we had invented. Um, and, and just as it happened to be, they did. Uh, so we raised around uh, half a million in, in funding, which is a lot of money if you are 21 years old, because <laughs> that was the, the age we were back then. And you were like, wow, there's huge demand for this um, prototype. And we haven't even made it. And already people are pre-ordering it. So, this is a good sign, right? To have a market pulling your or requesting your product, even if it's not there yet and it's just a story. So when that funding came in, we were able to hire our first people, start to find a business model. And it was really tricky because we didn't have any entrepreneurial experience before. We were just engineers um, uh, do, doing that stuff. So yeah, step by step, right? From a prototype to friends and family to... Uh, the first business model and a Kickstarter, that was really where we transformed ourselves from just having an idea 
to having a prototype to having an actual business with with employees and and, 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 a, and a business plan and all that sort of stuff and and that's where it uh, yeah really started taking off uh, you know, yeah with a lot of ups and downs obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we're gonna get to these in a moment and uh you know uh, before we dive into kind of the business model, right, and, and the business side of things, uh, let's let's kind of talk about why it matters. You know, you, you you said like, okay, we found out one out of four people suffers with insomnia. Let's talk about like sleep in general, right, and 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 some some uh, uh, some some data on that or some 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 information. You know, what is what is research saying? What is what is kind of the problem? How big are we talking about? You know, um, why 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 does this matter right because you saw like okay there's apparently there's not only my mom having these problems there's also other people that might be interesting in this you know why why does it matter yeah so sleep is really the cornerstone of health right um there's this triangle i would say the which is exercise nutrition and sleep and if those are uh, in a good shape then you are a healthy individual a healthy mind and a healthy body and sleep is really the cornerstone because if you don't sleep well, you get increased uh, heart disease, Alzheimer's, there's uh, an increase even in road accidents because people are driving, driving drowsy behind the wheel. Um, and even a correlation on the economy, right? There's a, a correlation between the GDP and the average amount of hours slept in countries. So sleep has an impact on your health, the economy, safety, yeah, what what doesn't it impact? You could better say, right? It's 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 insane. And I think the the book of Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep, is a, is a great read if you want to know more on the value of sleep. But but here's the deal: sleep is a superpower. It, if you take it serious, it it will prevent disease. You will be smarter. You'll be more uh, energetic. So, you know, it's it's really one of those things that are in your control that if done well can improve the quality of life drastically so therefore having one out of four people who can't and uh, are not about optimizing sleep but are about sleeping in the first place right if that is one out of four that's 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 scary because these people have an increased chance of a lot of awful things and if we can have an impact on lowering that number that is that is the dream so yeah and it's 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 a, it's a complex mission I it, 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 it is it absolutely is and i mean it's a science right so you mentioned matthew walker um i i watched a very um very uh, interesting video of um huberman i'm not sure whether you know him yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, professor at, at stanford and um so a video about about sleep and it is super interesting right also like what is happening inside the body so the, the biological processes uh, everything's super interesting but but let's talk about um you know what 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 are the reasons for people to develop that right i mean if it's one out of four people that then that that sounds scary right that's a lot so what yes. is that chronicle is it what, what what are the major reasons for that yeah, so there's tons of reasons, right? You have uh, the medical conditions like sleep apnea, for example, uh, which is basically uh, the, the choking at night. Uh, this is a medical condition that affects millions of people around the world. Um, then you have restless legs, uh, chronic insomnia, uh, which is often paired with also mental health, right? Like uh, the depression or uh, uh, PTSD, PTSS, sorry, so the post-traumatic stress, uh, stress disorder. 
Uh, so there's many, many causes for sleep deprivation. And the science isn't clear on the exact reason. There's still so much to be explored. We do know from a scientific point of view that sleep is crucial, but the science isn't there yet when it comes to putting the finger on the, the actual cause of all of this, right? Most of the time we're treating the symptoms and not the actual root cause of the problem. Um, in our case, uh, we are not figuring that our business is focused on, on sleep apnea. We're on the biggest cause, which is really stress-induced uh, sleep deprivation. Uh, in the, in the, in the, since the industrialization of humanity, where uh, electricity and uh, the nine-to-five job was introduced, that was also the moment in humanity that we started sleeping eight hours. Uh, before, sleep was more divided over the day. So you would have two times a day that you would sleep. And now we have this expectancy of ourselves to sleep eight hours each night, which historically isn't necessarily what we have always done. If you look at your cat or a dog, they're right, they have this uh, biophasic sleep. So during the day, during the night, they wake up and, and we are yeah, in this industrial area with our phones always connected, uh, super stressful. And I think th that's the main cause, right? The, there was this paper that suggested that in um, 15 minutes, we acquire the same amount of data as a person in medieval ages would have in his whole lifetime, right? Yeah. So the amount of data, the amount of stimuli our brains receive in this day and age is not what our brains are made for. We're, we still have this ancient reptilian brain. Um, and, and, and that is a root cause. So unplugging, breath work, being more uh, at ease and calm are uh, crucial in these times of, of, of go, go, go and, and, and scrolling at the, at, when you're laying on your pillow. <laughs> so that, that's just a brief overview, but you can go really deep on this. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, uh, I mean, obviously we're just scratching the surface on this, yeah. but... Um, Okay, so let, let's then talk about how you, the process of, of you trying to build something that is, is, is solving a problem, right? So um, how, how did you, how did that journey look like, right? I mean, obviously, you had that one case with, for example, with your mom, right? Yeah. But how, how were you then looking at, you know, at a larger user group? Um, how did you differentiate between the different, I don't know, problems, because they obviously are not all the same. Like, how did, how did you basically design the solution? Yeah, so I, I, the answer is really quite simple. I was, you know, <laughs> I'm going to refer back to my mom again, and I know her really well, right? So it, it, that, that's also a, 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 a lesson I have learned that if you build something that you want yourself, or at least someone you really value wants it, you are very empathetic with their needs and with their problem. Um, that is the core of what business is, right? Solving a problem that someone has and they can't solve with an alternative that's out there. So I was just really focused on helping her. And apparently there are a lot of other cases like her and, and that worked. So I don't have a framework or, or differentiation or, or whatever it's really that simple just make something you want yourself or that or someone you know needs uh and, and you are aware of their needs of their problems of their constraints their uh, th th that is um your competitive edge i would say 
and and yeah, also our target audience is is the based on that model still even after five years, and and it works really well. Uh, being in touch with the people you make products for your customers and and, and talking to them very often and do um, iterations, right? So we made a lot of prototypes. We put them in the bed. We asked for feedback. We made a new one. We gave it back to them again. So we have countless nights of sleep with prototypes uh, resulting in so much qualitative feedback mm -hmm. that we um, could use to rapidly uh, make iterations upon with uh, 3D printing, for example, which is which is, in, a, in a day you have a new product. It's, it's um, that's great. So, yeah. yeah. So then I, I think it's important. So, I mean, the company, uh, the company Jivan is called Somnox. Um, let's talk about the product, right? It's I mean, it's a it's a, a breathing, sleeping robot. Yep. You know, for, for the listeners, you know, who are not seeing anything, just listening to us, obviously, you know, that can be anything. Des des describe, describe the product and, and also like, okay, you know, if I, if I look at the product, right, and have it in front of me um, on, the, on the website, right, like, how do you come up with something like that, right? How do you, like, how did you come up with the design and, and, and also with the, the approach towards the solution of like, okay, we're designing a, a robot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that looks like a pillow and like people will hold it yeah right, so, so. <laughs> well i guess that's what innovation is all about right combining two things that are already out there but have never been combined before um so in our case uh, we, we were robotics engineers so i was looking to the problem of my mom <laughs> uh, through a robotic framework so th that's how the world of sleep and the world of robots met uh so that that was the starting point um and 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 that's really how i came up with it and then uh, just having explained the root cause of sleep so the, the the stress that we have and the elevated hyper arousal state that many of us are in prior to sleep uh, i actually went into scientific literature to look for potential treatments that were already out there solving this uh, stress uh, related insomnia and that's where i found out about breath work and how through breathing, you can actually um, influence your autonomic nervous system, which is the part of your body that regulates your heart rate, your breathing, your, uh, and, and, and uh, it can really be powerful. So having read that paper that through breathing, you can influence autonomic uh, parameters in, in the body that you can't regulate otherwise, uh, that's where I found, okay, I want to have a robotic framework, which should be something that has sensors, which is something that can think about the data that those sensors obtain, and then also actuate upon it, right? That's what a robot is in my definition. Um, and it should be able to regulate breathing and improve sleep. So I got uh, some things in the cocktail and <laughs> shook it together. And uh, yeah, just after trial and error, many shapes, many ways of doing it um, it wasn't always a pillow it, it could have been a necklace or a bracelet or whatever uh, or a mattress uh, for that matter uh, but, but this ended up to be the most ergonomically um, uh, comfortable 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 shape um, yeah <laughs> it's it's th that's it it's 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 really just doing it and and, and trying it and don't be stuck in analysis paralysis just start building Put it in the real world and obtain feedback that as I, quick I, as possible. <laughs> I, I like that one. And I was <laughs> all right. Um, you know, then let's 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 go to the um to the to the business side, right? I mean, one thing is 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 
designing uh, an amazing product, right? That maybe one person loves. Another thing is to build a business, right? Which, yeah. um, which uh, you you basically prove that a lot of a lot of people like your product. And then again, obviously, you need to make the economics work um, and the business model work. So let, let's let's talk about that process, right? Finding your business model. I mean, you 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 start a campaign on Kickstarter. You collect 500k. Actually, I thought about when you were like talking about breathing. I was like, you know, did Wim Hof invest into into Julian's startup? <laughs> but <Good> um, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> but like, okay, so you raise 500k on Kickstarter. Um, then obviously you need to think about okay, unit economics. Um, you know, hiring people, a revenue model, all 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 of these fun things. You know, uh, how big is our market? Where is our market? You know, do we focus geographically? Where, how do we sell? What are the channels? All these, all these things, right? Yeah. Where did you start? Yeah, so that was really where we uh, had a lot of help of, by joining um, Yes Delft, which is a tech incubator accelerator uh, who help people with an idea, but do not have the answers to the questions you just proposed. And throughout that program, uh, which was on university campus, so you know it was <laughs> it was really close by. Uh, yeah, we were guided by experts on how to <clears throat> shape our business model, to choose our channels. And what I really valued in that program was they. It was based upon testing assumptions, right? So uh, assuming assume you make an ass out of you and me <laughs> I like that uh, acronym um it's it's you have a lot of assumptions such as is there a market is there a market that will buy sleep robots um is the channel through retail the best channel to sell sleep robots well etc 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 and throughout the program you just had to write down all those assumptions you had on what you think the future may look like of your company and then testing it by using experiments and going out there. So we tried everything. We tried to put it in retail and see what it would do. We thought it, this was the customer and then we actually obtained demographical data. We, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's, it's like, um, um, I'm not sure how to put it, but it, it becomes more clear and clear along the way. It's very fuzzy in the beginning, but the faster you go, even if it's not perfect, the picture becomes clearer. It's like smoke slowly disembarks from the painting. And then, oh, wait a second, that's it. That's what we yeah. should do. That's what you, we should pursue. And that can only be done by, by testing, uh, I guess. So, so, so give us some details, man. Give us, give us some details in terms of these findings, right? Unraveling, uh, you know, uh, who, where, you know, where's our, our audience? Uh, you put them into supermarkets, okay? Uh, uh, you know, you 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 built a you built a website. You you started, I don't know, I guess paid advertising. Tell us about some, you know, give us some data, man. Where yeah. where where are you guys selling? Where's your demographics? You know, what are some challenge uh, the challenge uh, channels you use? Yeah. So I think one of the things that worked really well for us was that. From the beginning, we obtained email addresses, right? So we had a very simple website and it just said, okay, if you want to uh, stay updated or participate in uh, uh, sleep studies, then uh, submit your email address. So from the beginning, we had, I'm not sure, but it was around 10K email addresses of people that were interested. And um, by just having that um, at your disposal, which doesn't cost a lot of money, 
um, and you obtain that data, we could easily ask questions to that email list. So, hey, uh, what, how old are you? Are you male, female? What's your problem? Uh, if this product would be available, how uh, expensive do you think it would be? Or where would you expect this to be available? So, uh, yeah, actually, the, the answer is quite redundant also here, which is go to the customer and ask them. And our email list was one of those things. So we had very data-driven uh, sur surveys at scale with the end user, uh, which basically provided us with their answer. And there were significant patterns in there. So we found people were um, expecting it to at least be able to purchase it online. They gave us an idea, hey, wait, it's, it's mainly actually female uh, population that is interested. Uh, the population is older than we expected. So initially we thought we were creating it for the uh, for ourselves, like people in, in, in uh, I don't know, with a high career that are stressed out or uh, <laughs> had a burnout. But it, it ended up being actually a female between 50 and 60 years old, uh, which actually also statistically speaking is the, the, pop, the population that is sleeping the, the worst of, of everyone. And they have different channels, right? Uh, so a, a female that is 55 doesn't read the same magazine as, as we do. And uh, so it's a, it's a total different uh, advertising strategy there's a different distribution strategy. everything changes based on your core customer um so th those are some examples of, of how we got that to work yeah okay so and you 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 collected you you also collected some uh, some venture capital along the way um yeah. so how, uh, how how long have you guys been going on five years F five years okay are, are, are the numbers uh, public in terms of funding uh no Okay, they're not. So you're also not going to tell us. <laughs> no, <laughs> that that's fine. That's fine. Okay, but um, you know, t let's talk about growth, right? Let's talk about uh, milestones um, that that you that you want to share um, sure, sure. along these five years, right? In terms of I don't know, if you have numbers, obviously numbers are always nice. Um, yeah. You know, how many countries, how many products sold? I don't know these type of things. You just released your second second um, second product. All these type of things. Yeah, yeah. So up to now, um, we have sold around twelve thousand of these units to customers all around the world, which is quite exciting because yeah, you 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 can see in our data feed people from Japan, Russia, the U.S. Uh, sleeping with our product on a daily basis, which which is I think the one metric that matters most, right? The added amount of hours to uh, uh, an individual, and and we can actually see that now on on quite a significant scale. It's twelve thousand at the moment, but our mission in the end is to have one hundred million people in in twenty thirty uh, improve their sleep. Not necessarily by selling one hundred million products, by uh, but having an impact through the brand that we have, the awareness, the stories that we share. Uh, even me appearing in this podcast should contribute to that number because someone that may listen may think, hey. Well, I might not buy a Sunlux product, but I might at least uh, optimize my sleep with other lifestyle tweaks. So that's really what what, what matters and what we're uh, what what I'm most proud of. Um, the other numbers, really, yeah, we we are an international company, so we're selling in multiple countries. We have around uh, thirty people uh, in our team. Uh, yeah, 
<laughs> what else? The if it feels like bragging, just naming numbers, man. But that's that's just yeah. I think those are the things I'm most proud of, right? The amount of people we helped sleeping and the amazing team that we build along the journey. Um, yeah, I, I think the the number the number of hours sleeping that's that's a, a definitely an interesting one. So like metrics, I mean, you know, num numbers are interesting, right? Yeah, because yeah. in the end in the end of the day, right? That that that, that talks. Uh, that gives you an indication of the scale that we're uh, talking about and the impact, right? So numbers of yep. numbers of hours sleeping um, is one. What are other like you know key metrics that you guys uh, maybe maybe not from a business perspective, but let's say from the product right uh, perspective? I I assume also that uh, that you guys are also or that your product is also kind of like in the context of of studies, you know, being being used or like uh, um, all sorts of things. But let's let's yep. let's kind of look at what what are other important metrics here. Yeah, so from a product point of view, right, um, retention is, of course, an important metric. So uh, it's important to us to understand how do people use it? Do they use it every night and for how long do they use it? And when do they turn it on and how long has does it have to be turned on? Because that gives us an idea of the amount of time it took to fall asleep. Uh, we can also measure respiration rates, so we can actually have significant uh, data sets on uh, the, uh, the breathing rate, which is an indication of your emotional state. It might even indicate if you are sick uh, with the virus currently, you see an increased uh, rate of respiration uh, going on. So it's an interesting point to, to measure um, uh, regards from uh, heart rate, which is now an, a, a popular consumer metric. We are on breathing. And, and breathing is a really interesting uh, metric to, to have. So I would say <clears throat> those are important ones. And uh, we try to optimize our, uh, everything around improving sleep. That's the most important. You do not have to use it every night and you shouldn't become addicted or uh, dependent on it. That would be a bit counterintuitive to the thing we're fighting, which is medication. Um, so yeah, th those are from a product standpoint of view, uh, important to us and we try to optimize the projects that we do the, the future products towards those metrics um, yeah. do, do, do you guys i mean you know you, you do you guys have a have an app um that, yeah. that users okay so let, let's talk about that so because what, what i think is interesting is what you said like okay not not don't use it like not uh, uh, to use it like every night become addicted of it or whatever right we're trying to fight medication um so let, let's because that's that's a different different case for for example variables right if i if i if i want to track specific specific biomarkers or if i want to, sp to track specific uh, sp specific metrics um then obviously uh, the continuity of my uh, of, of 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 the of the sensor right of, of wearing it obviously brings that right if once i turn it off or once i take it off there's there's a uh, let's say it's a cut, right? There's no, there's no data being collected anymore. So what I think, uh, so that's why I asked you in terms of the app uh, is, is yep. interesting is, okay, so I, I've used, it's, 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 it's uh, Friday, I've used, um, you know, I, I started to sleep on, on Monday, and I realized, okay, um, you know, I'm not sleeping well, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing my, 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 my Somnox, right, I'm, I'm turning it on, I'm using it, it helps me uh, whatever and then every time that I, I have that, that I have let's say I feel like okay I'm not I'm not getting into sleep or whatever or I woke up I, I, do, I do have a bad night's sleep I take that product so there's the, obviously data then being collected passively by by the by the hardware product yeah. um, what what is obviously interesting for you guys is then also the let's say user generated data right so basically me having that app I can 
you know, as a user, I can, first of all, it's interesting for me to look at, to look at data that you guys display me, but then also for me to like, to put stuff in, is that, is that also an option? So what, what, yeah. what is, what is the case for that? Yeah. yeah. So to, 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 just to clarify, um, with Sunnox, we do not pursue to become a tracking company. Uh, so we're not competing with Aura Ring, Fitbit, Apple Watch, Whoop, uh, Garmin, uh, just to name the big ones. Um, <clears throat> my vision is, on the future of that is that tracking biomarkers is, is absolutely useful, but it's like, compare it to losing weight, right? If you want to lose weight, you stand on the weight scale and it tells you you are... I don't know, 85 kilos, um, but it doesn't tell you how to lose weight. And it's exactly the same for these trackers. Uh, they give you a number and that's it. <laughs> you have to deal with the number. Um, so we want to have a device to basically improve your sleep score, not necessarily measuring it because indeed devices like the ones I mentioned are superior in that. They are uh, 24 seven attached to your body. So their data set is always superior to ours. Um, our product should be the enhancer of the sleep score itself, like an addition. Um, and that's the interesting thing with the app. You can actually connect it with your Google health kit to import the data of how you sleep. And then the app will suggest the right breathing exercise, the right settings, and therefore create this feedback loop between the user, their data set, and the optimal settings of the Somnox product. And then they don't become competitors, but they become friends, right? So the, having a tracker and a Somnox is actually um, having the weight skill and going to the gym, <laughs> which will make you lose weight. Um, just to have that as a comparison. Absolutely. So then let, let's talk about the product in use, right? So the, the, the pillow, the robot, right? So um, because, uh, and you know, I, I was not surprised when you said like, okay, we, we found out that mostly, you know, women were, are interested in our product, 50 to 60, kind of like that demographic. Mm -hmm. uh, because the first thing I, uh, I thought about, about this is okay. So first of all, that's an amazing product. Then, then I was thinking about all the data that you guys collect. And then the third thing I thought about, okay, wait a minute, uh, that, that seems like a really kind of female attractive uh, uh, product because, um, you know, it's a pillow, kind of like cuddling, all, all, all sorts of things. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about the, the, the usage of that product, right? So how are the users using your product? Is there kind of like, you know, they, got, they get it delivered? There's like, okay, guys, that's how you use the product, right? Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. or is it like in, in, intuitively like, how, what, what, is, what does the usage look like? Well, the honest answer is that we are still experimenting ourselves as well. <laughs> okay. And um, that's because it's a novel device. It's not something that already exists. Uh, it's not a tracker. So you already know how to use, it's not a pillow. It's not a mattress. It's a sleep robot. It's a new category. And um, how it is used, I would say 75% uh, of the customers are female, but there is also 25% of, of male men that are also using it. Um, uh, they can also have a benefit of, of using the product. So I would say that uh, from a user perspective, it's something that uh, the, the main benefit is to slow down the breathing and bring calm in your mind and therefore falling asleep. So this is using it when waking up as part of your morning meditation or, or your morning breath work. 
to be more in the present moment and have a focus on your day. Then uh, this can be on the couch when waking up and having your morning coffee. Um, and then also before going to sleep, it's like the switch, it turns your brain into sleep mode. So personally, I use it myself, not in bed, but on in the living room before going to bed to use the breathing of the, uh, the Somnox as a cue, uh, right, from habit forming, as a cue to tell my brain, it's okay to be calming down, turn out of the screens and get into sleep mode. That's what the Somnox helps you to, to, to get into. Um, yeah, and, and, and then other people use it in the middle of the night when they wake up, they take it literally to bed as if it was a teddy bear, right? That you could hold on to, which is soft. Um, it, it, it has a lot of different use cases from indeed these female that can be anxious at night, even up to uh, a man. Uh, we have also a lot of PTSS users, so uh, veterans that have seen horrific things oh, wow. in, in, in war and are traumatized at night, have nightmares, um, and they use it not to just only fall asleep, but to have a sense of safety and mm. companionship because it, you know, uh, PTSS is, is terrible. And um, having that sense of presence and the fact that it's breathing and that it is soft and warm and you can also, as a small speaker, so you can listen to a podcast, maybe this one. Uh, it's, it's a very, yeah, it's, it's a, the benefit becomes safety rather than sleep. So it's, it's interesting how different user segments use it in a different way. Yeah. And I, I really, so again, uh, thanks a lot for that honesty in terms of saying like, you know, we, we are still learning, right? We're still experimenting. I mean, come on, right? As you said, it, it's a new category, right? A sleeping robot. Like what the hell is a sleeping robot, right? That's, yeah. that's mo <laughs> most, most people would ask themselves, right? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. They, they would probably would think of like, okay, what, like a, a robot for sleeping? Like, what is that, right? So yeah. that's why I th thanks a lot for that honesty, because again, obviously, you know, you, you guys are you know, are paving the way you guys are learning, right? You're building a new category, you, 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 you guys are innovating, right? And that's why obviously you learn, you learn while people are using your product, right? And things are evolving. And we're going to get into that in a minute. So in terms of the overall vision and some thoughts that you might already have in terms of, you know, what are additional things, you know, maybe different products or kind of yep. like the, the vision for the company. But what, what, what I wanted to ask you is like, um, when you when you when you came up with that product and then you started to look at at the market and you identified kind of your niche right so there's like okay there's a lot of people that have problems with sleeping there's different reasons why you can have problems with sleeping and you you identified your category what are other so so first of all i'm interested in a com competition right mm -hmm. so direct versus indirect competition or like what like before you guys came how how did people get help on, on the specific, let's say, problem? Yep. And how does it look now? Yeah. Um, so, well, if, if you look at solving sleep, um, uh, the indirect competition is, 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 is um, mattress comp companies, uh, sleep medication, and um, cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, these are the three biggest markets when it does, that targets the same user uh, or customer. And uh, that was also the case when we started. But yeah, we also find that obviously the, the customer uh, or the, 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 the person 
isn't finding the benefit in these solutions at all times, right? Uh, medication has short-term effects, but it's sort of an artificial sleep and it's not really meant to, to be used on the long-term. It's more for like jet lag and, and on the short-term shifting your circadian rhythm. So that's really the indirect competition. Then of course the trackers came like Fitbit and measuring sleep is becoming um, more of a commodity. Every tracker nowadays can have some sort of sleep tracking uh, and, and a lot of people are wearing these wearables. And um, yeah, at, at, I think from the beginning of last year, we had direct, more direct competition um, uh, from a company called Moonbird. And this is a company that has a more of a handheld uh, device that also uses breathing uh, as a way to calm, uh, to calm the body. Uh, so that's interesting. Eh? So that that after the four years of having sort of a, a, a blue ocean, which I think we still have because they are still quite different, um, you you start to see the first uh, similar um, ideas, so to say, the, the same visions uh, to pop up. Um, which is a good sign, I would say, because if we, yeah, there, if there is no co direct competition, it either means you have a gold mine, or it means you are going for bankruptcy. <laughs> so I, I think it's a very healthy sign that at this point more companies start to jump in on the sleep market. Uh, some are very successful. I mean, Aura Ring, um, Eight Sleep are one of the more upcoming uh, multi-million round startups that are in this market. And um, yeah, it's it's promising because there's everyone sleeps. So there is plenty of space for different propositions. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Do, do, uh, one, one thing I'm interested in, uh, are you are you kind of like in... Is there kind of like an inner circle community of, of founders in the sleep space? Like, are, have you connected or talked to like founders, uh, other founders in the sleep space? Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, most of them are not competition. Uh, so they, they have very different way of solving sleep uh, issues. Like, who, who are some? Like uh, Cocoon is one of them. They have a sleep measuring headphones. Um, mm. They're a UK based startup. Uh, we are in great touch with Smart Nora, who is, uh, has a device to uh, uh, fight snoring. Um, um, yeah, th th those are some examples, but there are many. Uh, I, I, I always try to connect with fellow sleep startups to make sure that we can yeah, be partners uh, rather than competitors, because uh, the, the, our mission is really to help people sleep. So why would you really uh, destroy each other if you could also um, help each other? Uh, yeah. And, and form synergies yeah yeah absolutely and especially also because because the market is is is, is, is you know i think only scratching at the surface the same yeah. as like for example the variable market right like for example the other day i was talking to a founder um in the cgm space so you know there's there's been a couple of companies coming up there and he like straight up told me like you know we we are like there's like obviously companies that do the same stuff as as we do right but we're like connected and that's because you know we're just like scratching at the surface. There's, you know, our main goal is to to get, you know, to uh, accelerate and scale health awareness, right, to the masses. Because um, for oftentimes for these devices, especially when it comes to variables, right, and like quantifying yourself and like measuring that, you know, that for most 
25, 26 year olds, you know, that is not interesting if they get like a pop-up of like a, Hey, your blood sugar after drinking, uh, I don't know, orange juice was like that. That's not interesting to them. Right. But yeah. Um, yeah. so it's, it's very interesting. And, you know, now also talking to you, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, on, on the sleep spectrum as well. I'm, I'm going to talk to um, Patheri Latella um, also end of the month. You know, it's, 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 I think it's super interesting because really we're just like at the beginning, you know, of, of, yes. of utilizing devices and absolutely, and especially health, uh, the health industry is, is always 10 years uh, lagging on the, the technology that, that we're using today. Uh, so it will be one of those industries that has to be disrupted. I mean, we have a major health crisis. So uh, yeah, it's a, a very exciting space to be in uh, and also a very tough one due to all the constraints. I mean, when it comes to your health, uh, you want to have sufficient technology. Uh, otherwise, it might be harmful. So um, no. yeah, it's, it's very interesting to be there. Yeah, when you when you're saying health, I, I, one 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 thing that I that I also thought about is um, obviously what would be interesting for you guys is to um, to become a health product, right? Or to be certified as one. To uh, depending, I mean, obviously there's um, given also every uh, you know every country, and then maybe well for sure every continent, but then also like most countries have a different, let's say you know health insurance kind of policy and, and healthcare system, obviously. And then, uh, but what I can imagine, especially, let's say, for the European market, what would be interesting is, you know, if you guys can become like a, a medical product that can then be subsidized and stuff like that, you know, well, what what do you think are the, or what does the process look, look like for you guys? And is it like realistic? Yeah, we have been thinking about that question a lot, because obviously it's an interesting one. <clears throat> but we have decided to um, focus on the consumer market. And actually, what the answer was already in your question. It's because the, the healthcare market in every country has different policies, different regulations. And in order to, and this is also the reason why it takes 10 years for most technologies to get to the point of being invented and being implemented in the market. You have to run clinical trials, do certification, do all sorts of things that are very costly and time consuming and the risk of failing is, is very high. Um, whereas in the sleep market, uh, which is a bit of a gray area when it comes to medical claims, we, we do not make medical claims, uh, you can already go to market and have impact and help people. So why wait and do the, the healthcare game if you can be successful in the consumer market? And I believe that actually there is also a trend in each country that people are taking care of their health and they are realizing that the government won't take care of you at all times or at least yeah. not as good as you thought they would so there yeah. is a trend of people spending more and more money on 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 their health and wellness and uh, especially preventative health which sleep obviously is so i'm not that uh, concerned of of having medical um, uh, certification in place as a prerequisite for future growth. Yeah, yeah, I, I it's it is a it is a big one. So that I think that that's uh, <laughs> that, that it's exactly. So it's like one of the questions that you could also get into like very philosophically, because sure. Um, so 
first of all, right, if you if you take, for example, the US healthcare system and then the European healthcare systems, right? I mean, for most most of the stuff, US people need to pay themselves, right? Whereas, for example, in Europe, that's not the case. But then again, like I was, I, I always was like thinking about this. Isn't that also kind of the challenge of really getting to medical claims? Because if all like if every company, you know, goes into like saying, okay, we're not a by the way, you know, here's our product, use it but we're not making any medical claims, you know, obviously we're going to collect data, right. But mm -hmm. we're not going to make any medical claims or utilize that data where, you know, to, to make some studies, to correlate things, to see like, you know, yeah. what, what is happening, what claims can we actually make about human health? Right. Because I was, I was, I was actually thinking about this. Apple has been going on with the Apple watch for, for such a long time. Right. And Apple has obviously like a bunch of products in the pipeline but also is a three, $3 trillion fucking company, right? And if these guys haven't gone into the space and like trying to, to become a, you know, not just a consumer product, yep. there must be something up to it. But then again, isn't like, it is a challenge, right? It is a huge challenge um, because it's, it's such a difficult market to have medical claims and become a medical device. And if uh, Tim Cook, I think, also was the first one to say Apple won't be remembered as a computer company, but as a health company. Mm. Uh, that's, I think, their long-term vision. And, and the Apple Watch is one of those devices shifting towards that. But even Apple, with their Apple Watch, it's taking years and years and years and years. And only in the last year, I think, they released their first medical uh, validated e uh, ECG. Uh, but I'm not an expert on the Apple Watch here, but, uh, you know, it shows how tricky it is to also have, if you, in your DNA, are a consumer electronics company, to shift to becoming a medical company, because it requires different channels, different customers, different employees. Uh, you are basically creating a new company, although from perception, it being the same product. And um, yeah, and this is really, of course, a more visionary philosophical discussion, I would say, but it, it's, yeah, you can see trends. And I think just in my perception, COVID accelerated the trend of taking control of your own health even more because you can't re rely just, just on, 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 on third parties. Um, and, and, and I hope that people do it, right? Because if we, uh, this is a bigger topic, but Healthcare, as we know, it is more like sick care than actual healthcare, mm. right? Um, and, we, yeah. and I hope that preventative medicine, preventative uh, measures from this three uh, triangle, <laughs> sleep, exercise, yeah. nutrition, becomes uh, more part of the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I think it's just like already amazing that we've come to the point that there's such a variety of products, right? And services that people have at their hands, right? It's just... You know, the, the only, the only um, let's say, question or, again, ethical question that you can put in, into the room is like, okay, you know, uh, uh, let's say having things available is one, one part, right? But discovering them and like understanding them and using them properly and, and everything, right? That's a, that's a, that's a different, different, uh, different game. But again, it's amazing, right? If nowadays I want to freaking quantify myself, right, in terms of a my, my biology, I can do that for, you know, less than a thousand euros, right? So there's so many, like even, for example, yes, the Apple Watch is, is expensive, you know, you can, you can obviously have a discussion about how, how helpful the, the Apple Watch is. But then again, you know, take something like uh, Xiaomi, for example, right? And their smart, smartwatch, for example, 
it's not expensive and it already gives you like a very very good indication and then there's there's a bunch of products right and there's getting there's more and more as we said we're just at the surface and therefore also switching to the next question right so what is your vision for somnox right i mean you you like i have a feeling you guys are also just you know you you guys are just starting out right even though it's been five years now but there's so much so much in for you guys i see and what are other potential products you know what's your vision where do you guys are you know how does your your 2022 look like and the next five years yeah so it's a big question and i think Part of those visions uh, I, I, I shared in the in the previous answers, but that our goal is to have 100 million people sleep better by 2030. So that gives us eight years <laughs> to have 100 million people on our metric uh, dashboard, right? So that's a huge uh, challenge to get there. And I think that the sleep robot as it is now won't do the job on its own. So there needs to be more products. Uh, and uh, again, we really focus upon the power of breathing as a framework to get there, uh, because I think through breathing, uh, when it comes to this preventative uh, lifestyle optimization, you can really have a game-changing experience. If you look at what Wim Hof can achieve through breathing, imagine what you can if you give that as a tool to humanity uh, to uh, use breathing as a way to optimize life, optimize your your focus, your ability to be present, that would be huge. Uh, that would prevent so many uh, awful things from happening. So I want to provide the tools for people to breathe uh, in the right way uh, in order to sleep better, in order to experience calm. And these tools can come in uh, all shapes and sizes and, and optimized for different target audiences, but always through this robotic framework, because I want to leverage sensor data. I want to leverage data of third-party wearables and put it in the mix in not something to just show you a number in the morning and giving you a sleep score, but using that data in real time to have, while you sleep, the most optimal conditions to get to the right amount of deep sleep. So my vision is really to have a real-time feedback loop that is continuously optimizing its parameters to the optimal sleep condition um, and making it invisible. I think sleep should come in the end naturally. It shouldn't be with bells and whistles and obsessions and and, and all sorts of weird hacks. It should be invisible technology. And yeah, that will hopefully bring us to that 100 million mark. I mean, it's it's a great it's a great great goal, right? Uh, I, I hope you guys uh, succeed. What what interesting thing you said is, you know, in terms of hiring, right? Uh, obviously, I need to ask you is, um, you know, how 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 do you hire, right? How how does Sonox find the find the right people? Um, do you just like you know do you put up a a job ad and it's like okay, you know, this company is doing an amazing amazing product is is on an amazing mission. Or do you need to convince people? Is it hard to find people? Is it easy to find people? What's your deal? Well, it's, it's, it's hard to find really good people. It's not hard to find people. Uh, it's hard to find uncomfortably good people. And I want those. Uh, and the way we, we find them is, is, is first and foremost to have, uh, again, a, 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 a mission they can identify with. So if, if you're not here to help humanity sleep, yeah, then you're not part of our uh, our endeavors and it's also yeah through doing things 
um, uh, very authentically. Yeah? So we, we are pursuing public relations, media coverage, showing off our work, being uh, in these kind of podcasts and telling about our story. And real talent wants to put uh, their talent, hopefully, to accelerate such a, a mission. Um, and then usually most of, most of our hires are uh, inbound. So that we, we are not actively approaching or recruiting people. Most of them are inbound through our own network because they have seen us for a couple of years and they're like, wow, looks like a journey I want to join. And, and then, yeah, to make sure you have the good people, hire slow. So we are very critical on who, uh, who comes in the team. Uh, we have like six rounds before we give you the contract, which is quite uh, intense. But therefore, we have very little um, uh, higher uh, uh, mistakes. And, and a hiring mistake for me is the most costly mistake you can make, maybe. Uh, so therefore, we do put this intense process in there, although the scarcity, although uh, the, the need for talent. Um, yeah. yeah. And what, what, what is like, um, what is uh, the, let's say, the majority of the roles you're looking like like what are the type is there like a predominant type of role like i don't know software engineer or like product product person um design person at this moment i mean since we are all from an engineering background as founders we tend to have a harder time finding commercial people really good marketing people um and so the actually the, the product team is 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 really talented we, we have them and we are very happy with uh, with them and at this moment the priority is to get the best marketeer marketeers and the problem with very good marketeers is that they could easily start their own company uh it goes for developers as well by the way but uh, a marketeer can make money quite easily uh, a lot of money so you need to come from the uh awareness that uh, a great marketeer can start their own company and and you have to give them a reason which is better than starting their own company which they probably will be successful with that's a hard question to answer and uh it's one where we're we are still trying to figure out to be honest um yeah interesting okay i'm, I'm gonna uh, think about it as well that's actually an interesting interesting uh interesting thought but you know what um julian it was a pleasure to have you in the podcast, really. I enjoyed our conversation. Um, I love the product you guys are building. I love the industry. I really wish you the best of luck. It was really great having you here. Um, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, likewise, and sleep well.